Good morning. It's so good to have you here and, and welcome to um, First EC Church. I am Charles, I'm the pastor here, and welcome to all of those who are on Zoom. Uh, before we even get started with worship, we have a very special presentation uh, to show you. Um, this is part of the up, in, and out. We do up to God, in with um, the people, and then we go out. And so part of the in that we want to do is we want to honor our veterans. And so uh, did some interviews, and there's a video here. And so we're going to have that play first. So, John.
uh, let's give uh, a round of applause to our veterans. I have to take just a moment uh, because it's um, just reading some of the comments of why you joined. People were saying, uh, Jerry, you didn't want to sleep in a foxhole. That's why you, be- because you wanted to get into the Navy. And Sam, you didn't want to go in the Navy because you were a lousy swimmer. And my favorite was Arville. Arville up there said, I didn't choose the army, the army chose me. Thank you all for your service and those who are still serving. What it, this is a, a thing about sacrifice uh, and for those who served. Thank you so much. Now as we come into our worship service, uh, some announcements. The poncetas uh, are being ordered right now, so if you would like uh, to order a poncetta, they're $8 each. Uh, they're, the checks are payable to First EC Church, and the orders are due by November 21st. Uh, we're still looking for ambassadors. I'm going to be talking to some of you pretty soon so that we can have people greeting uh, as people come in, and then afterwards, and all during the, the service, um, or after the service. Decorating, we are getting ready for our Advent. Um, So November 27th at 9.30, which is a Saturday, we're going to be decorating uh, for Christmas. And so we usually have a lot of fun, uh, especially trying to untangle all of the lights and then putting the tree together. And so uh, if you have any questions, see Donna. Uh, And also we are doing Christmas cards for our shut-ins And so if you will um, take a chance to get some Christmas cards and addressing them and placing them in the basket, which will be uh, in the back of the church. And those are due by the 28th. Any other announcements that anyone? Yes, Donna. So we're ready to hit the ground running on uh, Saturday morning. That would be wonderful. So that Friday night, what time? Um, six. That's fine. It six o'clock. Should, should only take 15, 20 minutes. If Just to get things up and yes. set up so that it can go smoothly. Right. Okay. Yeah, if you can come up. Now, Donna, are you providing pizza? Absolutely. And, and Carol, are you providing donuts? No donuts. <laughs> Too late. Donuts are morning. I'm okay. Let me correct you, Carol. Donuts are for any time. Okay, I don't know where you got that wrong information. Donuts, I can enjoy them all day long, even at night when Kathy has gone to bed and I'm alone with. Okay, we'll stop that. Any other announcements? Yes. Okay, so there's a write-up of, about Jerry out there on the, okay, so we need to stop and, and read it, okay, I don't know what it is, but I'm, now I'm interested to look, and go look at the board after the service, okay, don't go out, look for it now, so you say it's a nice write-up, okay, because I guess if it's a bad write-up, it shouldn't be on the bulletin board, okay. And by the way, uh, isn't it your birthday today? You put it on Facebook. No, it came on to my Facebook saying, you, Joyce has a birthday today. So, happy birthday. I didn't ask. I know better. Happy birthday. Well, then... Let us, uh, let us stand now as we um, get ready for worship. Our call to worship is from Psalm 100, verses 1 and 2. Shout with, the, to the joy, shout, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. 
Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Amen. Is everybody ready to sing? the world but it couldn't fill me and man's empty praise and treasures of faith are never enough and you came along and put me back together Now every desire is now satisfied here in your love. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing, nothing is better.
So this next one we did a couple weeks ago, so it should still kind of be familiar. You are here, turning lives 
Amen. As we come to this time of prayer and praise, um, I just want to say there was a little bit of praise um, with Robbie here on the front. Uh, Kathy was holding him, and Robbie grabbed my uh, thumb and proceeded to chew on it. And then I had to go wash my thumb. And I just want to say thank you so much that he does not have teeth yet, because he's got a... I mean, he, and then, yeah, it was, it was all slobbery and stuff, and yeah, I had to go wash my hands. But he was having a great time. And then I was like, Kathy's like, you want to hold him? I'm like, yeah. And then he pulled the thing out of my ear, and yeah, it was great. And you laughed the entire time, didn't you, Robbie? Children are absolutely wonderful, and we praise God for them. And that is a praise that we have today. We praise, our, uh, praise God for children because they keep us young. And so for all of our children, um, we're, we're internally grateful to God. Um, we want to lift up Lloyd Kreiser uh, and Keith Betts, uh, to my knowledge, are still in the hospital. And uh, I got to see both of them this week, and so just keep them in prayer, um, and I'll let you know more uh, later uh, throughout the week. Also, we want to lift up Marlene Groff, who is in the hospital, and are praying for um, answers. I think that's the best thing, right? We're just praying for answers. We, oh, there you are. Well, you were over there, and now you're back there. So, you want to say anything? Um, yeah, she uh, went to call the ambulance yesterday because she was having pain in her chest, and uh, it was radiating up into her neck and her arm. Uh, so she went up to Hershey this time, uh, and uh, they ran, did some blood tests, and they were actually saying about possibly sending her home. They were going to do one more blood test because everything had come back uh, okay, and actually the last blood test then showed some elevation, so then they decided to admit her, and uh, she had a pretty rough night. A lot of uh, AFib episodes, and so they're uh, probably going to do a catheterization tomorrow. Okay. She did have one done before, but uh, some, they were, some of the tests were showing some stuff that they want to, I guess, do another one. So, Well, we'll keep Marlene uh, in prayer. Any other prayer concerns? Or pre- yeah. um, uh, put, put the mic up so I can. Okay. Uh, a couple, a few months ago, we had uh, a friend of the family. Uh, she's an 18-year-old girl. We had said about her name is Lily. She had fallen down the steps and uh, went into the hospital and was uh, kind of unconscious and had some brain, significant brain injuries. But uh, some update is uh, she's actually, you know, has she's been moved to the Hershey Rehab Center. Uh, she's doing fairly well. She's talking, uh, you know, using her phone, texting people. Um, she's still isn't able, she hasn't really walked. They have had her out of the bed in a wheelchair and they get her out and about. And, you know, so she's got a pretty rough uh, road ahead of her, but uh, been a lot of uh, good uh, prognosis. You know, she has a lot of her, you know, a lot of her cognitive abilities and stuff that she's, you know, so uh, it's looking pretty good. Good. Well, we'll, we'll keep Lily in our prayers for that recovery. Also, uh, speaking of recovery, um, the chief of police uh, in Palmyra, uh, their daughter, his daughters were involved in an accident. The oldest one who was driving uh, is still in a coma. Uh, this was a couple of uh, weeks ago, and so uh, we don't know the prognosis there. Uh, I think they're going to try to move her to another rehab, but uh, the other ones um, were, well, one of them were, was injured, but uh, he's recovering at home. The other one uh, did not have... Um, any injuries, but the one who was driving, um, she's a, pretty serious, so um, keep her in, in your prayers. Any others? Yeah, I have one. Um, uh, my Aunt Vesta, uh, she's currently uh, going through some chemo treatments, and uh, 
has also recently uh, contracted COVID. So she's in the, in the hospital right now, uh, so dealing with uh, both issues. And so uh, if you just keep her in prayers. Uh, okay, what was her name them. again? Uh, Vesta. Vesta. Yes. Okay. Amy, do you have anything from Zoom? How is your mom doing? Um, she got through her this past round pretty well. Um, she didn't have as bad of issues as she did the round before that, which is good. Um, but I know it's weighing on her heart. The week of Thanksgiving is her next round of treatments, and then the week of Christmas is her last round of treatment. So she's not necessarily looking forward to the holidays this year because of that. But, you know, the end is in sight, so that's good. Well, we'll be continued prayer for her her treatments any other prayer concerns or praises then let's go to the lord in prayer gracious lord your kingdom is here you have come so that you could share with all of us your life your death, your resurrection, the good news that we no longer fear death. We have a safe place in you. Through the times that we go through, the hard, difficult times, Lord, we look to you and there's joy in our hearts because we know the promise that you've given us, the promise of hope, of love, of joy, those things that that can never be taken away from us. Lord, we praise you. We thank you for those who have come into our lives. We thank you for those who have protected us, not only our first responders, Lord, but we thank you so much for the men and women of our military, our veterans, those who sacrificed for our freedom. And regardless of what job they did, every job was important. Just like every job that we have, that you've given us, every gift is important. So Lord, we thank you for the gifts that you've given to us. And Lord, we ask that we could use those gifts for your service, for your glory. Lord, we lift up those that are hurting, those that are in the hospital those that are in need of your healing, those in need of your comfort, your peace. And Lord, we lift up the families because it's so trying. So Lord, we ask for your mercy upon them. Because Lord, sometimes the hardest thing to do is to put our trust in you and to let go and to let you. So Lord, on this day, we once again lift our friends and our family members up to you. We pray for healing, both physical and mental, but Lord, we pray spiritually. We have those that we love dearly who do not know you, and Lord, we pray on this day that the Holy Spirit will come upon them to open their eyes and their ears and their hearts to you, and Lord, may we be used to spread your good news. Lord, so many times we pray for healing, but Lord, it's spiritual healing for all of us. So Lord, help us on this day to turn to you, to praise you, and to do your work for your glory. So Lord, for all the concerns and praises that we've spoken and those that remain in our hearts, We pray all of this in Christ's most holy name. Amen.
Our scripture reading is from the book of Mark, chapter 10, beginning at verse 17. As Jesus was starting on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down, and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. At this, the man's face fell. And he went away sad, for he had many possessions. So the question I have for you, are you satisfied? This is what is sometimes on all of our minds, are are we satisfied? Do we have enough? Has everything, have we, everything that we've worked for, everything that we have, is that, is it good enough? Is it, are we actually satisfied? And so as we're getting into this Thanksgiving season, the next two Sundays, we're going to be talking about being satisfied. And so we're going to be in Mark uh, this Sunday and next Sunday. But in this one, I wanted to start out because um, it's something that I've asked before. You know, what else do I need? What else do I want? Am I, am I satisfied? And this is the thing that this young man is doing. If we look at him, he, here is a man who has a lot of possessions. We don't know that at first. But he sees Jesus and he's excited. He's so excited that he runs to him. And he kneels down and he wants to be a part of this circle. He wants to be a part of this conversation of Jesus. And when he sees him, he says, good teacher. Good teacher. A man came running as he's saying good teacher. And he says... What must I do to inherit eternal life? That was the first problem. Did you hear in his answers, what do I do? What he was saying is like, I've I've done this. I just want to make sure that I've done enough to get in. Now, Jesus does something wonderful in this. He simply said, he answers, first of all, why do you call me good? Understand, he's not saying that he's not good. He's just saying, in your standpoint, if you're good, then you're good enough for heaven. And he wanted to correct his thought on that. But also, Jesus When his ministry was on earth, he was pointing to who? To God. He wasn't taking honor for himself. He wanted people to look to God. And so to try to correct this young man's thinking. And so this young man just wanted assurance. He actually wanted a pat on the back. Look at all the things that I've done. Am I good enough now? And so Jesus is saying, okay, are you, are you really sure you want, to answer, you want an answer to this question? And so Jesus tests him on that. Because he says, to your question, 
You know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not falsely testify. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father father and mother. And he goes, I've obeyed all of this. Kind of a pride kind of thing. I've done all of this. Look at what I've done. I've done it since I was young. I've been going to the synagogue. I've, been, I've learned all of this. And then Jesus actually has this love for him because he knows that so many are like that. They, he wants to correct them. And so he asks them, there's still one thing you haven't done. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and then come follow me. And what happened? The man, I think, uh, this, uh, so when the man heard this, his face fell and he went away sad for he had many possessions. But I also think what left, left out is that Jesus was sad because he had a truly Love for this man, and I think he was sad because the man just turned and walked away. He didn't want to give up his stuff, his material, his material stuff. He just, this man wanted to know who has a, he had a deep respect for Jesus. He just wanted to make sure he was doing the right thing. And when he heard that he had to give up all of it, he was very sad. Now, I want to caution you when you read this scripture that you're thinking, okay, the only way I can accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is to sell everything I have and follow him. Understand that Jesus is talking to this man and this man alone. So before you go out and sell everything, understand what Jesus is actually saying to this man. Sell everything that comes in the way of worshiping me. Get rid of all those things. And sometimes it's not possessions that we have. Sometimes there are addictions, there are things that we know that are sinful and yet we keep doing it. God has asked us to get rid of all of that. Anything that comes in our way to follow Christ. Jesus wants us all to take care of the poor and the needy. That's things that we're supposed to do. But Mark wants to make sure that you understand that this man was very rich and that he left Jesus to keep his stuff. We know the love that Jesus has for us. We know that he went to a cross. He died for our sins. So what's keeping us from God? How important is it How important is our career? How important is our family? How important are the things that we have? Well, they're very important, but if they take the place of God, then we have a problem. Is it possible to follow God and lose everything that you have? It's a trick question. Have you seen ever in the news of someone who has lost their possessions? Think of those who have gone through a hurricane. Think of those going through a tornado. Think of those 
I have a, I have a friend, um, and God put this in my mind for just a moment, because I hadn't thought about Albert in a long time. Al- Dr. Albert Coleman was part of the government in Liberia. He was a minister of education. Liberia went through a, a civil war, and Albert lost everything. Albert believed in Jesus Christ, but he left, he, everything was taken from him. The rebels took him to a concentration camp, kind of, and daily they would come up to him and put a gun to his head and they would pull the trigger. He was stripped of his clothes. And this went on for weeks, not knowing was there going to be a bullet in the gun. And not only that, he had to do that in front of everyone else. This is how they treated those who had been in the government. They stripped them and they did this in front of everyone so there was no shame. I had Albert, when I lived in Georgia, come to different churches when I was there to tell about his experience. Because now him and his family are here in America. And this was some 20 years ago. And I want to say that when he got here, everything was good, because it was good. Everything was blessed. But then his son dies of an asthma attack in his bed. And you would think that if you've lost everything and then got it back and then lost a loved one, that you would be done with Christ. And yet Albert praises God constantly. To have nothing and to still worship God. To be truly satisfied. Albert showed me that to be satisfied is to be with God. To be satisfied is not what the world is saying, thinking, or saying right now. Um, If you've watched the news, there is a holdup with your Christmas presents. They're out in sea in California and other places. And I read not too long ago, that Christmas is in trouble. And I giggled and I laughed. Really? If I don't get an iPhone 13 Pro, am I going to throw a fit? Well, yes, I'm going to throw a fit because I really want it so bad. I'm not getting one, am I? Okay, I'm going to have to ask the children. Um... The thing is, we, for some reason, if we don't have such and such and such and such, everything is ruined. Really? I think we went through this before. They're like, well, you know, we're going to have to cancel Christmas because of the pandemic. I think Christmas is coming. It doesn't, rego- it doesn't require stuff. I learned that at a very early age. Remember how the Grinch stole Christmas? We're thinking that it all revolves around stuff, and actually it revolves around Jesus Christ to celebrate his birth. So yeah, we, we, there may be supply issues. Okay, There may be supply issues with food and stuff like that, but here's the thing that we can be satisfied because God has taken our sins away. And that's what we need to be rejoicing, not putting our faith in stuff. As Albert once said, when, you, when you're standing there in front of your family and your friends and they've stripped you down, you're thinking, God, why am I going through this? He said that the only reason I got through that is because of my faith in God. It's the only thing that got him going when he lost his son. 
After they had gotten here, after they had gotten settled, because he had asked the question, Lord, we went through all of this in Liberia, we went through all this pain, we went all this suffering, and you take my son because now everything is going good. And he says, I don't understand, but at the end of the day, I give glory to God. I don't understand why things happen. But I do know where my salvation is. is. And if I lose everything, I still have Christ. And I have that hope. And I have that joy. So the question that you need to ask yourself today, are you satisfied? Are you satisfied? Let us pray. Gracious Lord, are we satisfied with you? Are there things that we're saying, Lord, if only I had this or this, then my life would be perfect. Lord, we should be saying, Lord, thank you for giving us life, everlasting life, because of your, our faith in your son, not because of anything that we've done, but because of what he's done. So Lord, help us to be satisfied in you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So, the question comes, are you satisfied? Yes, no? What happens if we want too much? For example, my mom would ask, are you satisfied after a Thanksgiving meal? And I would go, well, you know, I would want one more slice of pumpkin pie. And so I'd get it. And then not only would I be satisfied, I would be stuffed, and then I would hurt. Sometimes we think that if we're satisfied, well, we, we should want more. Don't we want more out of life? Well, here's the thing. We already have it. We already have life. And we have it abundantly. We have it in Christ. So why can't we be satisfied with what we have? Why can't we be satisfied with Christ? So as you're coming up to Thanksgiving, instead of going, well, well, Kathy had had asked me earlier, uh, what did I want? And it, and it was a, she's like, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, do you want the long version or you want the short version? Because I have a PDF file and I've got it listed. There's at least 150 things on there. She said, no, really, what do you want? And I, and I, I think I told the treasure principal class that we're at the coffee shop theology. I said, you know what I really want? I want a cow. And she goes, you want a cow? We, we live in a subdivision. First of all, you have no idea what to do with a cow. I said, that's true. And then she caught on. The reason why we want a cow is that we can give it to one of the families in a different country, either through Samaritan's Purse or through Compassion International, to give a cow so that they would have something to drink, something to have for them. Maybe we would buy chickens for someone. That's what I truly want, to do something for someone who can never repay Because guess what? That's what God gave us. God gave us eternal life and there's no way we can repay him. We just follow him and trust him. Amen? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, help us to live for you, to share the gospel with others, to to truly worship you and to give all that we are to you. So Lord, help us again that anything that is standing in our way that we put aside, 
that we get rid of so that we so that you are number one. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. looking at the song and and it was saying Jesus is mine and the reason why he's mine is because we were his first amen so today as you go out serve the Lord with gladness for this is the day that the Lord has made amen and amen Mm -hmm.